Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this guy back. He's one of the toughest and best sheriffs that I know. He's in Polk County, Florida. It's Sheriff Grady Judge. Sheriff, how are you? Good to see you. I'm great, Joe. How are you doing today? Well, you are great. I, I agree with that. So uh, I'm watching, you know that I grew up in South Florida, and I've got a brother-in-law who's a lieutenant sheriff in Palm Beach County, and he's from Polk County uh, originally. He loves Polk County, Florida. And I love that you guys just don't care to, uh, to take it easy on criminals. But I want to talk about the hurricane just came through, Hurricane Ian, and you made some headlines because you dared say that if somebody is going to come to your home and you're there, and they want to loot your home because of the tragedy and devastation of Hurricane Ian, you should shoot them so many times they look like grated cheese. Now, I, Sheriff, thought they should look like um, Swiss cheese, but grated cheese is even more shots, I think. And immediately, some idiot in the media was like, oh, you're advocating gun violence? How do you react to somebody who just doesn't get it, that the bad guy is the bad guy and the good guy is the good guy? First and foremost, you know, those people that, that say those things, they don't have a clue. They not only don't have a clue, they don't have an answer. You know, if their way of hugging thugs and loving criminals reduced crime and kept the innocent people safe, I'd be doing what they advocated for. Yes. But it doesn't. And the reality of it is when you've gone through the total devastation of a hurricane and no one knows that feeling until it happens to them in their home. And the closest I've been is to be there and watch them in their home. There's total devastation. There's not only physical damage, there's emotional toll. And then someone tries to break into your home while you're there or what's left of your home and take stuff. You have the right to protect yourself in your home and you should shoot them. Shoot them a lot so that they look like grated cheese. Now, everybody... Most everybody agrees with that position. There's always going to be some that don't. But what are they doing to make things better? They're not. They're running their mouth, but they're not making things better. And what you say is provably true. If you look at New York City right now, there's a 40% increase in crime just in the transit system, just in the subway. We had a video yesterday of a guy throwing just some innocent dude onto the tracks because he felt like it. We've got somebody being a cold cocking another guy, knocking him out cold on his face. We've got women being raped right there in public. And when you try to say something about it, invariably some idiot in the media or some left-wing mayor like Eric Adams in New York will say, well, this is about race. This is because people of color don't have this or don't have that. Is crime ever about race or is it just about bad people doing bad things? Crime is about bad people doing bad things. I can tell you, we don't pick our victims and we don't pick our suspects. Yes. We respond to help people. Now, Joe, I've got to tell you the truth. If you think back in the days when Bratton was mayor, and I mean, when Bratton was the commissioner of police right. and Giuliani was the mayor, they reduced crime. They reduced the fear of crime. They made it safe to go to New York once again. And now look what's happened. The polar opposite. There's no institutional knowledge. So we're right back to where we were before they cleaned up New York. The reality of it is that's going on all along this countryside. And I've been here generationally. I started here with the sheriff's office when I was very young, and I remember when the felons owned Florida. And then a magic thing happened, a terrible magic thing happened. 17 people, tourists, were murdered over about a one or two year people period in Florida. Right. They were tracking them down at rest areas. Well, Europe put out a travel warning 
about the vacation area of Florida. Immediately, the legislature changed. They created 85% minimum mandatory sentencing. They created 1020 life. And as a result, crime immediately precipitously fell. And it stayed low for years. And then all of a sudden, it became popular to hug a thug again. These, what I call perennial dangerous felons now are being released without having to post a bail in New York. I understand that's coming soon if it's not in Detroit, in, in Michigan. Right. It, you look at California. So what are you getting? What are you getting in these major cities? You're getting the good, honest, hardworking people that are doing what's right, victimized. That's right, victimized, and some of them killed. And you're looking out for and letting criminals, thugs, run the streets and hurt people. I don't know how that's popular. And I don't know why the voting people in California, New York, Detroit, Chicago, pick the state, Seattle, Washington, why do they continue to elect people that support and encourage those rules? They continue to be victimized. You don't have to be victimized. It's a valid question. Of course, it's rhetorical. I mean, they're, they're voting them in for no good reason. Um, I will reminisce a little bit about my upbringing in Florida. I remember when German tourists and British tourists were killed, people were tracking them down because they were they were renting cars. And the rental car companies back then would have budget rent-a-car on the, on the tailgate just to show you who, who they rented it from or, or you know, Alamo or whoever the rent-a-car was. Um, they had to stop putting rent-a-car stickers and signs on cars because these people were being targeted because here they, they just showed up, so what if we rape and kill them and steal their stuff? And you're right, we had to get hard on crime and show people through a deterrent system that if you do it, here's what you're going to get. And you're right, when it comes to cash bail, I wonder if you agree with me. I surmise that people are doing no cash bail, letting people out so they can say, look, we've got fewer people in jail. We've got fewer people in the prison population. Hey, convictions on felonies, they're down 50%, Sheriff, because we've changed what the definition of a felony. They're doing this to look good on paper, aren't they? Well, that's exactly what they're doing, and somehow I think they think that constituent makes a difference. The reality of it is I've got a perfect way to stay out of jail, not to be prosecuted. Don't commit crime. It's just that simple. Don't commit crime. But if you're going to victimize people, no matter where it is in this country, you should be held accountable for your conduct. And that's not a novel approach. We can show you in this county, my crime is at a 50-year low here in unincorporated Polk County in our service cities. I, I can show you across the state of Florida, Florida's crime is per capita lower than those other major areas. Now, Florida is the number third most populous state in the nation. So if we can do it here, they can do it there. But it, it's apparent to me that the, the governor, the legislature, the police officers, the state prosecutors here care more about the victims than they do in other states. And that's a shame that they don't in the other states. Listen, we have a forgiving criminal justice system. People are supposed to get some forgiveness for some crimes. Yeah. And I get it. And 96 out of 100 that are arrested this year in Florida will get a diversion, will get probation, will get something other than a state prison sentence. Only four 
out of 100 will go to state prison for any amount of time. So my question is, how much more forgiving do you want your criminal justice system to be? But you know what? Those four are predator criminals or repeat criminals where nothing else has worked. And the reality of it is, if you're given probation, it's a gift. If you violate probation, you go to jail. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wherever you draw the line because the criminals are going to go up to and try to cross over the line. In Florida, we hold criminals responsible and accountable for their conduct. California, New York, they think more of their criminals than they do their hardworking citizens. Well, that's the truth. It's not It's not even hyperbole. That's true. It's uh, Sheriff Grady, Judge, uh, Judd, Polk County, Florida. Go to www.polksheriff.org uh, and go find out more about what he's doing. Uh, I've got to ask you about a couple of things that you brought up because you know, in New York, I've got a good friend, Curtis Lewa. He founded the Guardian Angels. And he says, Joe, do not come to New York. And I'm originally from Metro New York, although like many New Yorkers, I ended up in Florida. Um, and, and I want to go and see New York City. It's a beautiful city. But I don't want to bring my family there because... We know that back when Giuliani was in, as you said, and Bratton was the commissioner, then we had uh, Bernie Carrick was the commissioner. These guys really were serious about it. And criminals said, I don't dare do that in New York City because I'm going to go away for a long time. If we're not going to use punishments as a deterrent, has, have you seen any studies, Sheriff, maybe this is an easier way to ask it, that show if I let you get away with crime seven times, you won't do it the eighth time? No, there is none. But my question for the mayor of New York and for the governor and for the people of New York, why is the criminals more important to you than the law-abiding citizens? It's valid. Valid question. Why do you want to allow the criminals to run roughshod over, injure, kill, steal, break into innocent victims' homes? Why do you think more of them that you'll allow them to do that rather than to protect the overwhelming majority of people in New York who are really good people and really want to be safe and have a right to not only be safe, but feel safe. They don't have an answer. And, and, and hopefully uh, this, is, this is the tipping point that it was for Pataki to winning governor in 1994 and for Giuliani in the early 90s becoming the mayor. Red and blue doesn't matter, does it, Sheriff? When, when it comes to you dying at your own home or you can't go to the gym or walk down the street with your kids without being attacked and mugged and your, your car stolen. I think it's one, or it might be more than one now, carjacking per day in Philadelphia where you see crime up by, by 40%. And the excuse is you had the DA from Philly um, from that county the other day, come out and say, well, this is about black and brown people being attacked. W- what are you talking about? Nobody's attacking anybody's skin tone. We're attacking the criminal, and we want him to stop. And as you said, he's not going to stop if you don't do something about it. It's uh, Sheriff Grady Judd, Polk County, Florida. I've got to ask you something about, about being a sheriff. I'm in Bear County, Texas. I'm in San Antonio, Texas. And the Bear County um, sheriff here is elected, as you are. The guy's name is ha- Javier Salazar. He decided after Ron DeSantis took some migrants, some illegal aliens from Venezuela here in our area, flew them to Florida, then flew them to Martha's Vineyard, the sheriff here in Bexar County thinks it's his job to investigate wrongdoing by those who so-called tricked the illegal aliens. Now, I know the job is, is political to a sense that you get elected, but once you get the job as sheriff, shouldn't you do the, do the job as sheriff? We've got a 30% increase in crime in San Antonio that he says, well, everybody's got 30% increase. That's not a big deal. But he's investigating Ron DeSantis for, for flying Venezuelans to Martha's Vineyard. Any comment on that? Sure, he's just playing politics. You know and I know the people in his county like the people in my county 
want to be safe and they want to feel safe. What Ron DeSantis did, our governor, he is identifying people that were destined for Florida. And he gave them the opportunity to go to the Northeast. And as I understand it, he had them sign forms and understanding he that, hey, we're going to take you up there. We're going to feed you. We're going to send you to the Northeast. And as a result, it was to make a statement. It was to make a statement that it's not all right to, for illegal immigrants to be in, to flood into Texas and to flood into the state of Florida or any other state. So there's a system, there's a process, there's a way to come here legally. But what we know is one of the elements, the organized criminals, the cartels in Mexico are flooding the border with people wanting to come into the United States. And while the resources are over there dealing with the people that make these, these mass entrances, then they're flooding their dope in in a different venue yes. around them while we're tied up. We just seized five kilos of fentanyl this last week in Polk County, enough to see, kill 2.7 million people. Newsflash, it came from Mexico. And it came across the border, and it came probably uh, originally from China, who's trying to push this garbage on us as well. It's uh, Sheriff Grady Jett. I don't have a ton of time left, but you and I met a few years ago through Andrew Pollack, whose uh, daughter Meadow was murdered in Parkland, Florida. Um, I've got to ask you about school safety. Not far from where I sit is Uvalde, Texas. You had 21 innocent people killed with 19 law enforcement officers in the hallway while some of them were still alive. Um, Many times I will say this. And, and I mean it, that when you say that you'll be a law enforcement officer, you promise to do the job. You promise that you'll go in. You promise that you'll take out the bad guy. And these guys didn't do it. The guy Scott Peterson in Parkland, Florida didn't do it. Many times we see officers not doing it. And they always go back to some Colorado ruling about a search warrant and about a protective order. And uh, the, the judge somehow said you don't have to do your job as a law enforcement officer, which I disagree with. What, what are your thoughts about you sign up, you put on the badge, you get the gun, your law enforcement is there a duty, or is it, if you feel like it, you can do it? No, they're, they're mixing a, a piece of constitutional law about the duty to respond based on, and the, the purposes for that piece of legislation is so law enforcement officers can't be sued for the outcome of the millions of, uh, of the individual millions of calls that they answer. Exactly. Okay? So that's, that's a very deep legal issue. So they're, they're misreporting that. I can tell you this. That was a total failure at Uvalde. If I were in charge of those law enforcement officers, I would fire them and I would fire their, their CEOs or their chiefs. I would unelect their sheriffs. And here's the deal. Even today, after Parkland and Columbine and Sandy Hook and all the other horrific, horrific shootings, the overwhelming majority of police agencies and school systems in this country still aren't adequately trained and prepared to deal with an active shooter. Still. I'm on the March of Douglas How Commission. is that possible, Sheriff? I don't get it. I, that, that's the same questions I ask. How is that possible? I'm on the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Commission. Our legislature passed a specific set of laws 
dealing with and responding to that horrible tragedy at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Do you know what? The last county to come in compliance with those laws, a year, 18 months later, well after the fact, was Broward County, ground zero. That's sick. So my point is, is everybody in denial? Are they just playing the probabilities that it'll never happen here? Listen, my grandkids are in this public school system, and I have probably 110, 120,000 kids in our school system here. Every one of those children are my children when they go to school. Yes. Every one of them. And that's how I treat them. That's how our school board treats them. That's how our school superintendent treats it. Now, we can never tell you there's not going to be another active shooter any place in a school because, you know, that's not reality. But we can reduce the probabilities of that. And we have in Polk County and we have in Florida, but many places all over this country, we still have not provided the proper training and the proper equipment to keep children safe at school. And and bottom line is uh, deterrence and consequences do work. And you have them in Polk County. It's Sheriff Grady Judd, Polk County, Florida. Uh, PolkSheriff.org is the website. Thank you for keeping us safe. And please come back soon. Joe, I look forward to talking with you soon. Take Appreciate care. it. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Appreciate you stopping by. Thanks. We we love having uh, Sheriff Grady Judd on. What a great sheriff! I wish that he could be my sheriff. Be honest with you, a uh, really great job. And uh, and and I love the fact that you just don't take it easy on crime. No hug a thug. Somebody's a bad guy. He should be treated like a bad guy and either dies while he's trying to commit crime on you or goes to prison for a long time so he'll never do it again. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. JoePags.com. Ted Poe next hour and much more. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.